Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, H-A-W-G sports.com. Got a lot to talk about on the show today. It's Bama week, but we also got to turn the page back a little bit and recap this Texas A&M game. We're going to have Andrew Ellis join us and Danny West to talk a little recruiting, all that and more on today's episode of Hog Sports Live. Before we get started, I want to remind you there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always tune in on Facebook fi- Facebook Live. Be sure to follow the page if you haven't done so already. Also available on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to that channel. Hit the notifications bell so you're alerted anytime we upload new videos. And throw us a like on the video if you're enjoying it. Share the content on either of those platforms. Also also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else you think of to find your favorite podcast. Throw us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts right now if you haven't done so already. Leave a review so others know what to expect. And Hogsports is just $1 right now for your first month or 30% off for your first year. All right, let's get into this. If you didn't watch the walk and talk, you should go back and watch the walk and talk. But we'll recap some of that stuff. First of all, a couple of uh, housekeeping things. Arkansas dropped significantly in both the major polls, 19th in the USA Today coaches poll, 20th in the AP poll. The ESPN FPI doesn't even have Arkansas ranked. Some of you think that's a major overreaction to missing a field goal at the end of a game and losing by two points to a top 25 team in a neutral site. I think part of that is probably combined with the way they played against Missouri State at home. Probably a little bit of both in that in that drop. So not totally unfair. And if Arkansas loses to Alabama, it's not like they're going to be like, oh, Arkansas lost to the number two team in the country. Let's keep them where they're at. They're probably going to drop them outside of the top 25. They'll feel like other teams are more deserving. We'll get into that Alabama game here in a little bit. Kickoff time for Arkansas-Mississippi State has been announced. 
11 a.m. That messes up my flight plans, R.D. Messes up my flight plans. So 11 a.m. kickoff, that's probably a good thing for Arkansas, though. Mississippi State's one of the places that I don't like. I actually like the press box area, especially when the weather's warmer because it's open-air press box. But the cowbells just it make it so annoying. It ruins the whole experience because you have to wear earplugs the whole game. It's just – it sucks. It sucks being a visiting fan going to Starkville because you have to listen to that clanging the whole game for three and a half – well, four hours. I mean, it's before and after the game. Well, usually – you hope not after the game. You hope it's just quiet after the game. But um, 11 a.m., probably a good time for Arkansas to get in, get out. Obviously, Arkansas's game against Alabama is 6 o'clock tonight. Oh, also, that's a SEC network on that 11 a.m. Um, game. And um, Alabama game's at 6 o'clock, not tonight on Saturday. You know, the uprights, have you, have you, in 2014, they changed NFL uprights to go 35 feet up in the air. College uprights are 30 feet in the air. Did you know that? Does that make that sting anymore? It's just like one more reason not to be playing in Arlington. I'm done going to Arlington. The next time I go to Arlington, it'll be for a Cotton Bowl or something. I just – I feel like I'm watching three games. I'm watching with my binoculars. I've got my TV on and, I'm you know, my computer, and I'm watching the game there. The players are literally this big. I can't see what's going on on the field. And I watch the Jumbotron. It just – it ruins the – like, it's hard to cover. I felt so disconnected from the games. Kind of like Auburn in the same sense that for Auburn, you don't even have a big screen to watch because the big screen's right here beside you. So, I'm not going to Auburn either. I'm not going to games where the ex- viewing experience is destroyed by the press ball. And I, I say that every year with Arlington. I've been going for as long as I can remember – I'm done making that trip. I just – if you're sitting in the fan, in the stands, I'm sure it's fine. But for me, sitting in the press box, I just – I don't like it. The only thing more frustrating than that and watching a kick go off the top of the upright is probably not more upright, more not more frustrating. That's a stretch. Less frustrating, but slightly less, is when your internet goes out. That's That's annoying. And luckily for me, I never have to worry about that because I've got Ozarks Go. I've had Ozarks Go for over a year now. Uh, They do a fantastic job. The only time I think about those guys is the time that they came over and installed the stuff, and I haven't thought about it yet. I don't unplug and replug what's going on with the Internet. Everybody's frustrated. My devices aren't working. What's going on? You don't have to deal with that with Ozarks Go. You don't have to deal with, like, special rates or plans for signing up, all that kind of stuff. It's just, you know, the stuff works. You know, it's a great price. And it works. If you want to find out more, if they're available in your coverage area, go to ozarksgo.net slash hog. That's H-A-W-G, ozarksgo.net slash hog. And you can find out if they're available. If you get Ozarks Electric, then they're going to be available in your area. Think north of the tunnel, eastern Oklahoma, but go to ozarksgo.net slash hog. And there's a check availability graphic up at the top if you're on desktop. If you're on mobile, you'll see the three bars, and there's a drop-down menu, select check availability. There's also a way you can reach them on phone. It's 479-684-4900. But definitely the easiest and probably preferred way is to go to ozarksgo.net slash hog and find out more information. It's a great service. It's a service that I support. It's a service I like. I feel comfortable promoting. The official depth chart is released for the Alabama game also. We're going to dive deep into Texas A&M. Don't worry. We're going to get, we're going to get there. But we've gotten to the point of the season. It's week five coming up. Depth chart hasn't changed. Doesn't really accurately reflect what's actually happening out on the field. 
I haven't seen any major changes with that. So, a last look. It annoys me, just like I said on the walk and talk, for people to be talking the way they have against Sam Pittman. I get it. It's emotional. You're emotional. You hate losing. Everything's pathetic, inexcusable. I do think it's interesting that, you know, we go into this season and, you know, Vegas has Arkansas at six and a half, seven and a half wins. We all had, all my guys and me included, we had Arkansas with at least nine wins. Danny went with ten wins. Everybody else went with nine wins. And you go into that thinking, hey, nine wins, maybe ten, maybe ten with a bowl, maybe eleven with a bowl. And you're in your head you're going, this is a chance to be a really great season, buying season tickets, can't wait for the season. But when you're in it, when you're in it, every game is a disaster or a huge success, you know. And that's just that's just how it is. That's what makes college football beautiful. I talked about the hate with Texas A&M last week. That's beautiful also. The roller coaster ride of college football, the ups and downs. And it sucks losing. I get it. Trust me. I'm right there with you. There's nothing worse in college football. Uh, but Arkansas will live to, fight, live to fight another day. It's not the end of the world. It just feels like it as they say. But the stuff about, you know, Kendall Browse sucks, Barry Odom sucks, Sam Pittman sucks, I just just get out of here with that. I, I just, I'm not listening to you if you're, if you're going to say that. You're irrational if you're saying stuff like that. Now, Browse, could he do some things differently in play calling? Yes. Do we expect perfection? I don't. I can't expect perfection. There's some things that were frustrating, but I'm right there going, guys, like, you know, they're up 14-0, and I'm sure they're looking at saying, you know what, we've got Malik Hornsby here who also entered the transfer portal, by the way, last year, if you don't remember. And every time they've gotten the ball to Malik Hornsby this year, they've had success, except for this time. The first pass was batted. Uh, the second pass did, the second play didn't work. I think it was an end around. Uh, the third was a, was a reverse. It, didn't, it just didn't work. But you're up 14-0, and you're thinking, here's a good chance to get them in. We're killing them running the ball. You can't just run the ball. I know a lot of people are like, just run the ball. Just run the ball. It's working. No, you can't just run the ball. And, in fact, Arkansas had a lot of success on some passing plays. There were some plays where they had to throw the ball and converted some key third downs. And the drive stalls if they just run the ball. You know, So you have to mix it up. You have to – and Arkansas's offense especially, I think, is important to set up the pass with the run. Now, the Malik Cornsby stuff, sure, I, I can agree with you. Maybe that was ill-timed. I think it probably was a little ill-timed. It was ill-timed, okay? But I don't think we can expect perfection, and I don't think we should be like, this is the point where Arkansas lost the game. I'll tell you where Arkansas lost the game. It definitely hurt. It definitely hurt on that fumble with KJ. And, guys, how many times have we said, don't extend the ball out, okay? I, I bet he never does it again. And, you know, you're trying to jump 12 feet. He's at the four-yard line trying to jump 12 feet into the end zone. I, I guarantee you KJ probably didn't realize – how bad a decision that was until he went back and watched it on video. I guarantee you. So that's not where the game was technically lost. That was a big momentum swing. Okay, that really hurt. Arkansas took a long time to recover. Where the game was lost was the end of the game. Okay, you're driving. It's second, it's second and five. Okay, and you're just moving the ball on the ground. This is where everybody could be right. Think about how good you would have felt if Ricky Stromberg didn't snap that ball kind of funny. Because if that doesn't happen, it's second and five. There's like three minutes left. Arkansas continues to take down the clock. They continue to take down the clock. They probably get a first down rushing, and they keep running. And they keep running until the clock gets way down, and they either kick a field goal or they, they score a touchdown. 
And you know what you get to say? You get to say, guess what? I was right because Arkansas, look how much success they had running the ball. Think about how good that would have felt. Instead, it sucks. It sucks losing games like that, but that's what that's what ultimately happened. You lose like 10 yards on that play. You're in third and long, and, you know, you end up – hey, at the same time, and, and Pittman's got some criticism for this too, for, you know, calling a timeout and then calling another timeout, okay? He wants – at this point, like when the ball gets snapped back like that, you're not throwing the ball at this point because you got to make sure that you secure your field goal. It ruins the whole thing. It's the worst possible time that they could have had to have something happen like that. I feel for Ricky Stromberg, but Ricky Stromberg has also been a stud for Arkansas. And, you know, stuff happens sometimes. And it sucks. But if you'd have told me that you got Cam Little for a 42-yard field goal to win the game at the end, I would have taken it. I would have taken that because Cam Little has also been a stud for Arkansas. Let me ask you this moving forward. Is it better to fill Cam Little's inbox with hate and you suck kind of stuff, or is it – Hey, you've been there for us. You won games for us. You're going to win some games in the future for us. Is it better to fill his inbox with that kind of stuff? And I get the moment. I get the moment. The season's not over. There's still a lot to play. Now, Arkansas, the big problem with them right now is mistakes, okay? And, you know, we can talk about Barry Odom in the defense and, you know, how they gave up this and how they gave up that and Max Johnson's floating balls up there that are getting caught. At the end of the day, they gave up like 343 yards of offense and they gave up 16 points on defense. You're not okay with 16 points, 343 yards against an SEC team? So, again, do you expect – what do you expect – to be able to hit the reset button and start the game over. Because I guarantee you there's a lot of people who like playing Madden, like playing college football, who think of things like that. And that's just not reality. You can't hit the reset button and start over. And if you do that anyway, what does that say about you? I bet you're also the guy that cheats at golf. <laughs> it sucks losing. It sucks doing a walk and talk after a loss. Certainly not the, the one I thought I was going to do, but – you know what, either Arkansas is going to fall completely apart, which I don't think they're going to do, or as Josh Pate said, they're going to go into wounded animal mode. If Arkansas can play clean, if they can clean it up and stop making like colossal errors, and it, it seems like this always happens against Texas A&M where there's that kind of stuff, but if they can play it cleaner, and I felt like they started to get there in a lot of ways because they didn't have any penalties for a long, long stretch. Okay, and then when it happened, they had like three out of four plays bleeding over from the first half to the second half. It started kind of piling up. But if they can get to a point where they're a low penalty team and they can stop making some of these mistakes, these errors, they can be toe-to-toe with Alabama and give themselves a shot because they're the home team. It's a night game. It's going to be a great environment. They They can't make colossal errors and they're going to give up some stuff they're going to give up some plays you know the secondary it was obviously going against max johnson that's a lot different than going up against um bryce young or will rogers who's also coming up they've got some tough quarterbacks coming up and some guys that are going to put up some some passing yards on them and you're just going to have to accept that that's what's going to happen other guys are preparing bryce young is a heisman trophy winner (laughs) I mean, so Arkansas is probably going to have to put some points up, but they can give themselves a chance 
to, to hang right there. I'm not predicting Arkansas to win the game, obviously, because they have had these issues. They have had these mistakes. Um, and Alabama's an overall more talented team. But they can give themselves a shot at home against Alabama if they play really, really cl- – and I'm talking like, you know, kind of close, probably even cleaner than they played against Texas last year because they did have that, that you know, muff punt. When you talk about things like, you know, and, and again, Texas, like I said on the walk and talk, Texas A&M beat Arkansas. That's something that I, I still see is uh, they didn't beat us, we beat ourselves. A lot of fans are saying that. And, I mean, I don't know if people are watching college football, but like um, Missouri, would Missouri say that, um, you know, they didn't beat us, we beat ourselves? They probably would. But the fact is Auburn beat them. Texas A&M beat Arkansas. The team's – that capitalize on the opponent's mistake the most, that make them pay for their mistakes the most, are the teams that generally win in SEC football. Now, there are some outlier situations where Georgia might just be too much for teams, you know, or Alabama might just be too much. But generally, for the most part, it's it's that component right there, the team that makes the most of mistakes and the team that makes them capitalize the most. Uh, Texas A&M made mistakes. Now, Arkansas didn't make them pay for it as much. Texas A&M really, really made Arkansas pay when they made mistakes. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify magic your AI powered all-star Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries plus Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with Shopify sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know, I've been saying, like, as much as I want to say, like, how many times have I said don't extend the ball out? I could also say how many times have I said get Malik Hornsby the ball? Let's see Malik Hornsby more, you know? And that just didn't work out, you know? And I'm sure a lot of people that were complaining about the timing that it was done was also saying got to get Malik Hornsby the ball, got to get his speed out there. You know, the uh, A-chain run, the long run that went for 62 yards, uh, I mean, that's just Drew Sanders coming on a blitz. 
it was it was just bad timing on that. You know, they're both in the same gap, and this dude pops it out, and you know he's got elite speed. He's a world class sprinter. I mean, he's an all American at least, near world class speed. So. Uh, that was unfortunate. That's why teams don't blitz every single down. And Arkansas has been bringing a lot more pressure than they have in the past, and it's paid off more times than it hasn't. This time it didn't, and they gave up a 62-yard run. Blitz is a gamble. You would have liked to have seen Arkansas capitalize here and there on some of those floaters at Max John. I mean, he like he's getting near assaulted and just lobs it up like – I would tell any quarterback, never do that. And, you know, you end up getting Evan Stewart catches the ball while he's on his knees. And Malik Javis is kind of sliding past him. The Donovan Green catch for 16 yards and a first down on third down. The ball was up there forever. And there was another one that was just like that much out of bounds. Just a hair out of bounds. It was almost a catch. Uh, Arkansas didn't pay for the muff punt with Bryce Stevens. You know, they didn't capitalize there. That was another – I mean, that's another thing that could have swung the game completely around at that point, and that was pretty early in the game. And Arkansas had – another time Arkansas didn't capitalize, they had Johnson dead to rights on third and seven. Drew Sanders missed him first, and Jordan Domic missed him second. Both of those are behind the line of scrimmage, and dude scrambles for a first down. Arkansas gave up that uh, second and 30 on a 32-yard catch. Now, I will say this also, like there was a time where there was a pretty big – there was a pretty big um, – okay, so the game to me was generally pretty well called. Second game in a row that the officials have uh, called the game pretty fair. However, on Texas A&M's – I believe it was their first drive of the second half, and it's the one where – Texas A&M wide receiver goes out of bounds. Ref throws his hat. He reestablishes himself inside inbounds. But what the ref misses there by worrying, I guess, about him going out of bounds and coming back and reestablishing himself is a pretty dramatic push-off on Dwight McLeather. Now, if that gets called, pass interference there, that backs them up. I mean, it puts them in something in third, third and 30th, third and 30, I guess, which I guess is overcomable <laughs> given what we saw in second and 30. But still – it puts them in a pickle, and you know that was a pretty big that was a pretty big moment in the game. They scored a touchdown there. If something like that happens, you know, but overall it's pretty well called. But uh, that was one that was pretty big that they missed. Uh, I, again, I'll go back to that. You know, the Stromberg snap. You know, it just the snap hits his butt, and you know, people again say KJ should have caught it. But the truth of the matter is, you know, his first read needs to be the defense identifying the mic, you know, looking at the coverage. Those are the things that he needs to be worried about, not whether or not he gets snapped. If you're worried about what you get snapped, then everything else is second, and it needs to be first. It needs to be quick. So it's an unfortunate time for that to happen, really unfortunate, because I, I firmly believe Arkansas just keeps running the ball, picking up first downs, taking the clock down. Texas A&M still had two timeouts, so who knows how exactly it would have played out. But it, they were in second and five. And then suddenly they're in third and – what was it, third and 15? I mean, that's dramatically different. I felt like Arkansas won the fourth quarter just like they have every single game so far. I felt like they won the fourth quarter. You know, the double pass play with 12.55, there were some moments, obviously, that I'm not saying they just won outright. But, you know, the double pass play, that play – 
probably works. But Trey Knox, they had the numbers were right. They had two blockers out there. They had two defenders coming at them, and they had Jaden Hazelwood. Um, but that play works. But Knox, he whiffs on his block. He just missed it, and. I don't know 100% what he was doing there, but, you know, Knox has been a good player, but he missed that block, and that destroyed that play. He had uh, he had Matt Landers open for probably nine yards, and it looked like Keetron Jackson was singled up. Probably that was the play, probably go deep with him because it looked like he was about to, to get past him. But Let's see what else. Miles Slusher, good to see him back. I thought he ran the ball really – or excuse me, uh, I thought he ran the ball. I was reading my next note. It was on Dominic Johnson. Uh, Miles Slusher, I thought that he really showed up in the first quarter especially. Had a nice pass break up on third down. Tackle for loss. Another tackle that was big on third down also. Some, some really big key plays on third down. Three key plays early on third down by Miles Slusher. So, impact definitely felt. Uh, Dominic Johnson was good to see. I thought Dominic looked like he has. Looked like he looked last year. That was great to see. Only five carries. He had four carries early. Then there's this huge gap. It's 14-0. He's got, you know, he gets three carries on that one drive. Uh, all, all positive. I think he might have four even. But all positive and then gets a carry late in the game. I don't know why. they're. And I understand they've got, you know, Dominion's running good. A.J. Green's running good. Obviously, you got Rocket. Um, to me, this needs to be the Rocket and Dominic Johnson show moving forward. It just does. Okay? I like the other backs. I just think those are the two best backs. And the reason I like Dominic so far so much is because of this. He always falls forward. You're always going to stay ahead of the chain, almost always with him. Uh, I did not – the you know, a play I did not like just as much as I did not like the uh, – as I didn't like the, uh, you know, the Hornsby stuff, you know, just the timing of it, uh, was the screen pass, 539 to go um, on third and three. And they ran that screen pass. Now, they, they ended up getting the first down on that. But it's third and three, and you're going to throw – and nothing against Nathan Bax. He's probably the least athletic of out of everybody that could catch a pass out there. Don't throw him the ball behind the line of scrimmage. You can throw it to him past the line of scrimmage, but I don't, I don't know about that play call, throwing him a screen pass behind the line of scrimmage. And obviously it went for no gain. That's it, guys. That's A&M in a nutshell. Support this team, though. I think they deserve it. I think for what Sam Pittman has done in a short amount of time here at Arkansas, and I've said this before, your reflection point should not be 2019, 2018. That's not the reflection point of comparing, comparing Arkansas's success currently to something else. That's not Arkansas football. That was a bunch of BS is what that was. Do not compare that. However, it wasn't that long ago that that was Arkansas football. Okay. Sam Pittman deserves more. That's my opinion. Stay positive. Don't expect perfection. Support the team. I promise it will work out better in the long run. We're going to go to Andrew Ellis. Man, Andrew Ellis. Andrew Ellis has been with us for a little over a year now, does a great job. We'll get to Danny West right after that. Those of you who don't follow Andrew, you can follow him at Andrew Ellis247 on Twitter. And covers all sports for Arkansas. Andrew, how you doing, man? 
I'm doing good, Trey. How are you? I'm doing good. You got some basketball stuff today, right? Yes, I'm actually, as soon as I get off the phone with you, I'll be heading over to uh, check out some some practice. And, uh, you know, Curtis Wilkerson is the man. He'll have some really good content coming out of that, getting a chance to hear from us. We'll probably have some good stuff coming from the first official day of practice. Andrew, I want to get your thoughts on the football game. What are you thinking? Just, like, fire everybody? Fire Browse? <laughs> You're one of those guys? I'm Everybody's got to go? Definitely, I'm definitely not there. <laughs> I will say, it, this this game reminded me a lot of – those 2014 and 2015 games that the Razorbacks lost while Brett Bielema was the coach where, mm-hmm. you know, you just got the feeling like Arkansas was the better team and they should have won. And, you know, there was just so many weird plays that happened. And I, you know, I think about the Dan Skipper weird, you know, penalty that wiped mm-hmm. out a Jonathan Williams touchdown run. And there was just like so many, it's like one of those games where it's like, mm-hmm. man, Arkansas was a better team. How did they lose that game? This game reminded me a lot of those. Yeah. And that's not to compare, you know, I think this Arkansas team is, better than both of those teams actually and so it's it's just it's just a weird frustrating game to watch and this this is the type of game that if you're an Arkansas fan that probably is going to sit with you for a while but you know I'm glad that you mentioned the season predictions and how you know when we go into our season predictions every year we try to sit there and do the best we can at forecasting games that are you know months away and stuff like that and you know you probably think Arkansas is going to win a game they probably have no business winning and they're probably going to lose a game they have no business losing Mm -hmm. and you know as much as it sucks to say these things just kind of happen you know like we all thought arkansas was going to win this game i think if you check it you know a and m sites whatever site you want to go to a lot of them didn't have a ton of confidence in this game either i think most people would agree arkansas is the better team it just didn't work out that way it's just a weird game and that's kind of that's just college football for you and that's life for you but it's going to be – I'm definitely not on the fire everyone train. <laughs> it is what it is. But, I, you know, yeah. the, the thing that probably makes it the most frustrating thing for me, at least, is I'm not convinced Arkansas lost to a good football team. Yeah. Not, you know, a obviously has a lot of talent. And, you know, you know that they're better than they've showed to this point. But a lot of the things that I thought about A&M coming into the game, I still think. You know, I didn't – their offense well, didn't push the envelope much at all. I mean, I know A-Chain had a nice run there and, you know, they were able to convert on some third and longs, but like you mentioned, it just seemed like every all the success they had on offense, you know, it seemed unsustainable. You know, mm. it just didn't seem like they could consistently get drives going together. And it seemed like Arkansas could kind of move the ball. Anytime they didn't do something stupid, it seemed like Arkansas could move the ball kind of whenever they wanted to. So it's just it's just one of those like classic, horribly frustrating Arkansas games. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it it is what it is and it's going to be interesting to see how this team responds. You know, I think that um, in some ways it did feel like kind of those Bielema years where it just always seems like something goes wrong and, you know, Texas A&M turns the tide and races back or something. Because, you know, out of those ten losses over the last 11 years, that's now six. Six of them that have been decided by a score or less. And um, obviously, you know, three of those went to overtime and they were all losses for Arkansas, which is just – I mean, it just makes you hate those guys even more. Um, the difference, I think, maybe for this one with Pittman versus, you know, some Bielema. You know, Bielema have tried to set up a long Cole Headland field goal. <laughs> and Pittman, even though he's got Cam Little, he was trying to go score. And it was just an unfortunate situation with a bad snap that just totally blew up those plans. But 
Pittman wanted to put it in the end zone at that point and, and make A&M have to score a touchdown to beat him with, you know, very, very little time left. And, and I think that probably would have gotten it done. Now, even if it didn't, I think they would have been able to take the clock down and, uh, and kick a field goal with a guy who's generally money, especially if you're inside 40 yards. I think that uh, that definitely would have happened. So um, now, And for me, I, I like your point that you made about the season predictions also off of my good point about season predictions because early in the season, I don't know what I was thinking, but I predicted Arkansas to lose to Auburn just because of the crap that always seems to happen down there. But here's A&M and, you know, the crap that always seems to happen in Arlington. Uh, but I, I'd also – I was thinking, what was I thinking with T.J. Finley as the quarterback? There's no – Arkansas is not losing to, to T.J. Finley and Auburn, you know, in the situation they're in. So this kind of, in a way, replaces that game for me because I was just picking, you know – I pick a game that I think that maybe they shouldn't win, that they will win, and then a game that they shouldn't lose. Auburn was that game for me uh, that, that that I had them losing. But I, I kind of feel like maybe this Texas A&M game replaces that. I still think the nine wins prediction that I have, you had also, um, Curtis also, uh, I, I still think that's very much on the table. No, I, I absolutely agree. Like, I, you know, I said it last week after the Missouri State game, that like, you know, this game doesn't really change a ton for me in terms of like how I view this team. Obviously, they need to, you know, they, they, they need to avoid having really bad things happen to them. And, you know, there's some penalties and, you know, taking care of the ball and stuff like that, things they can clean up. But it's like this Arkansas team, I still feel is every bit as good as, you know, we've, we've thought they were. And I think that everything they want to accomplish is still right in front of them, starting with this weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a matter of going out there and doing it. And, you know, we'll see if they're able to kind of flush this and move on and we'll get the better version of Arkansas moving forward. But, you know, it's going to be interesting. But, you know, I, I definitely don't think that, you know, it's time to completely reevaluate the big picture and try to make all these no. proclamations of, oh, now this team's going to go six and six. And, oh, now this now this is an issue. All of a sudden you lose one game. Everything that hasn't been an issue leading up is now all of a sudden an issue. And it's just it's just so funny how the, how college football works and how these things work out. Because you know, if you think about it, if you're in a goal-to-go situation in college football and you're on offense – is there any quarterback in college football you'd rather have than KJ Jefferson? That's probably a, not. A great you know, point. not many. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, it just worked out this way where on first and goal he got a little, little antsy and decided to try to. And like Pittman, I, I like what Pittman said actually, where he said, you know, he doesn't think it's like a huge problem. He's just he's trying to win the game. Mm-hmm. Was it a bad decision? Absolutely, but it's it's just a thing that happens. You know, this these are college kids. This is what happened. And same with Cam Little. I mean, is there a is there a kicker you would rather have with a you know forty-two yard field goal? Maybe you could line it up a little better or whatever. But you know forty-two yard field goal with Cam Little kicking it. There's probably not too many kickers you'd rather have. And you want to take it a step further? Are there many centers you'd rather have than Ricky Stromberg yeah. snapping the ball on a last-minute drive? These you know it just it's just very unfortunate for Arkansas that these things worked out that way. But I definitely don't think this is you know the type of game or the type of situation where we all of a sudden need to reevaluate everything and you know it's funny is a lot of the things that we were worried about with the Razorbacks coming in they seemed to clean up pretty well I mean there weren't a ton of huge explosive plays just chunk plays in the passing game and there were, I thought Miles Slusher you know Pittman talked really highly of him today I thought he looked great in his first game back and you know secondary obviously you know still going to be kind of a work in progress moving forward but you know the reasons that we thought Arkansas might struggle just really weren't the reasons you know they were able to run the ball they were able to kind of do a lot of the things they wanted to do it just didn't kind of work out in their favor. And mm-hmm. it's going to be very interesting to see kind of, you know, obviously playing Bama, 
you know, you, you can't put too much stock into the result because Bama is Bama. But it's just going to be interesting to see how this team looks Saturday. You know, if they come out with their hair on fire and really kind of try to bring it to Bama, and I think we'll be able to tell pretty early whether or not this team is focused, locked in, and just kind of the way they play. And, you know, if you, if you, you, know, you get the best version of this Arkansas team, and you're in an environment in Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium, it's still a very interesting game with Alabama. And so we'll see if we get that this weekend. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this team responds for sure. Absolutely. I think you're absolutely right. And I think you make some good point about, you know, some of Arkansas's very key players that you wouldn't trade for just about anybody. And, you know, those are kind of the guys that, you know, just, just made mistakes. It just happened to happen all in the same game. And you normally don't get that from them. So, um and, you know, with Alabama, I think Arkansas probably got as good a shot as they've had in, in a number of years to, to possibly take them down. I think they've got – I mean, I'm not saying they're, they're, they should be favored or anything. They're 16.5-point underdogs. I just think that they've got the, probably the best chance that they're going to have. So, I want to I want to let you go, though, uh, Andrew. I know you've got 15 minutes or so that you got to be over there. So, uh, well, 25 minutes. Uh, that you got to be over there for basketball practice and uh, want to get some good content from that from you. So appreciate you joining us. Unless you got anything, add real quick. Uh, no, I just you know quick plug for uh, you know all the all the brilliant basketball coverage is about to come from from Curtis and you know I'm I'm gonna try to do what I can in that department as well. And then you know also for anyone I love to plug my baseball when I get a chance. Mm-hmm. This Friday before the Alabama game, anyone who's coming up to Fayetteville for that game, they're hosting a thing they call the Fall Classic. At 6 p.m. in Baumwalker Stadium, they're inviting fans to come out. It's free to attend. There's no reason not to do it if you're bored the night before the game. They're going to have concession stands. Get a look at the team. And if you can't make it, I'll have a good story out of it, and you can read all that on hogsports.com. Thanks for having me on, Trey. All right, Andrew. Appreciate you, brother. Great job. All right, everybody. That's Andrew Ellis. Again, follow him at Andrew Ellis247. You know, if this is the Petrino era, I would say Andrew just rang the bell for his best performance to date. All right, we're going to get to Danny West now. I'm going to talk about some recruiting. What's up? How you doing, Danny? Better. How about you? I'm doing good. I dropped my phone. Did you drop yours? <laughs> yep. yep. Uh, so, uh, Danny. I'm good. What's up? Well, um, Arkansas obviously lost to Texas A&M. I want to get your, your quick impressions on that and just what you think looking to next week against Alabama or well, this week. The game, the game reminded me of every Southwest Classic between 2014 and 19. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems like a movie that you've seen over and over again. Arkansas comes out ready to play, loses momentum, can't get it back, and then, you know, they come up short. In heartbreaking fashion, we've seen it time and time again. Last year, fortunately for Arkansas, was a different story, and I thought it would be again. And uh, still, if they played again this week, Trey, I'd, I'd still pick Arkansas. I think if they played ten times, I'd pick Arkansas to win. You know, maybe seven yeah. of them, maybe more. Who knows? But, I stick uh, what I say, Danny. I still think that Arkansas is two scores better than Texas A&M, even though they lost. I still, I feel like they played them again, then they would beat them by a couple of touchdowns. Yeah, I made a couple of predictions last week that fortunately bit me, unfortunately bit me pretty hard. You know, I said uh, Miami struggled to finish with touchdowns on their drives. They had no trouble driving the ball, getting up and down the field, but they, yep. they were coming away with field goals or uh, or the lack thereof. And then I felt like Arkansas would. So when I see 
they get down to the three and fumble and it goes the other way for a touchdown. That one came back to haunt me. And then uh, I also made a pick on Friday morning on mm-hmm. 103.7 that I said Trey Knox was going to be in for a really big day against A&M. I think he had one catch. Um, and, of course, we find out today that they had a play drawn up for him, would have gone for a touchdown. So I, I'm not on my best run here lately, Trey. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs, the, you know, they kind of screwed me too yesterday. So <laughs> it's been a rough couple of days. But um, you basically said everything I thought after the game. It wasn't that, you know, I, I get tired of that too. People saying uh, Arkansas beat themselves. No, they didn't. A&M was good enough to capitalize on it. People – around here i think have so much hatred that it's hard to give a&m credit for much of anything when really they've got the fourth most talent in college football according to the team talent uh, Mm -hmm. composite rankings anyway which aren't perfect but i think are a pretty good measuring stick but you know uh, arkansas had kind of been playing with fire the last two games prior to that one and and uh it, it caught up with them this time Danny West joining us again. Danny, I still don't even have your graphic up. I've got Andrew Ellis on here. That's not Danny. <laughs> Lord, no, that's not me at all. <laughs> all right, we got you straightened <laughs> out now. Give you get can... a little more credit than that. <laughs> hey, Andrew just rang the bell. He had a good. He had a good segment. Did he? Yeah, he had a good nice. segment. Um, he always does. Yeah, I, I thought this was his best though, and uh, so far you're you're off to a good start. We'll see though. Danny West joining us at Danny West 24-7 on Twitter. You can follow him. Most of Danny's content is VIP, so you need a VIP subscription at hogsports.com, H-A-W-G sports.com, just $1 right now for your first month. Danny, there's going to be some crutes in town. you got uh, a big game against Alabama this weekend, 6 o'clock – or, excuse me, 2.30. Um, and it's a big game because – I think I might have said earlier this game's at 6, but it's at 2.30. I think I did say that earlier, so sorry if I said that. Uh, but anyway, it's 2.30 uh, on CBS uh, on uh, on Saturday. It's October 1st. And this is a big game for recruiting just because there's a long stretch before there's another game in Fayetteville. you got Mississippi State the next weekend, yeah. BYU after that, uh, Auburn after that, and then this Liberty game on November 5th has 11 a.m. SEC Network Plus or something written all over it. And then um, – yeah, not till November 12th against LSU on on Saturday, November 12th. So this is a huge game for recruiting because not only is it Alabama, and it's a good time at 2.30, plenty of time to get there, plenty of time to hang out with coaches afterwards. Um, yeah. But uh, there's just a long stretch without them, without another game. Yeah, yeah this one, uh, this one's a big one, though. I mean, that's the great thing about college football, ain't it? You turn the page so fast, even after a, a tough one like that. I mean, you've still got all these four-star kids coming from all across the country. You've got mm-hmm. a kid from California I talked to this morning, a four-star linebacker in the 2025 class coming all the way out here to see Arkansas play. So, you know, the kids aren't hung up on last week, so why should anybody else be? Uh, you know, Arkansas has got a good thing going still, and we can run through some of these big-time names here. But a lot of uh, 2024 four-star nationally ranked type players and then of course i would expect most of your committed guys not most but you know three quarters of them um uh, will probably be here i would expect i've heard from quite a few already but some of these 2024s will start in state tj Lindsay obviously has skyrocketed as a recruit over the last six months defensive lineman out of bryant uh he deserves everything he's getting man the kid worked his butt off he always wanted it and and uh, he's one of those guys that you just kind of pull for because of that. So that's working out for him. He's going to be able to come. Walker White, 2024 quarterback, four-star out of Little Rock Christian. 
Uh, Noah McHale is the 2025 linebacker coming from uh, California, Laverne, California. He's actually had relatives lived here in Fayetteville for quite a while. And, and uh, so he's been here before and he's been impressed by it. So that's impressive, man, to get a kid from California yep. to come all the way back. Ryan Wingo, the kid we've talked about for what feels like ever since his big brother was, was playing here, but uh, 2024 borderline five-star out of St. Louis. Uh, the list goes on and on, Trey. K.D. Dodson out of Duncanville, Texas, is as good as anybody in next year's class. Corey and Gibson, another four-star, 2024 DB out of Lancaster, Texas. A uh, little bit of a down note on this one. Michael Hawkins, 2024 four-star quarterback out of Allen, Texas, tells me his homecoming got shifted around somehow. So, you know, I don't know what's up with that, but it looks like he's not going to be able to make it. But several, you know, I've got several names already on the – on the site there, Hog Sports, people can check out. We're going to be adding more in a matter of minutes as soon as I get off of here. But, uh, yeah, keep an eye on that throughout the week. Should be a really good one, man. Perfect weather, perfect time of year. And, again, I mean, there you never know. You roll the ball out there. Alabama, as we've seen against Texas earlier this year, they're not, you know, they're not world beaters. And they're really, really good. They're first in total defense. I want to say first in total offense. I mean, they're Alabama, but – Man, uh, you think about last year's game. Now, that one doesn't give you any points for this year. But, uh, you know, I go back to the 2012 and 2013 game, I believe it was, 52 mm. to nothing, two straight years in a row. Yeah. 14 rolls around, you lose a one-point game here in Fayetteville. And I think that gave them some confidence for the 2015 game to go down there, played them within, as I recall, a couple of scores. Yeah. I want to say 27-14. Got so, a little worn out at the end, yeah. Get a little bit worn out. Uh, but, yeah, I think there is something to be said for that, you know, from a confidence standpoint. It's a veteran group. It, it would surprise me if they, you know, if they feel sorry for themselves or anything like that. I would expect them to come out and, and give them their best shot. Now, I'm not saying Arkansas is going to beat them. I don't think they can, to be honest with you. I think they can keep up with them for a little bit, a lot of points. But, uh, hey, you never know. We saw that last year. You never know. That's why they play the game. All right, Danny. Appreciate you, brother. That's it. You got it, man. All right, everybody. That's Danny West. Again, follow Danny at DannyWest247 on Twitter and uh, has done a great job with us for, man, as long as I can remember now. He's been with us for a really long time. Um, Let's appreciate Danny West. Now, Danny is also a believer in Ozarks Go. Danny has Ozarks Go Internet, and I can guarantee you he's not putting up with anything that's – anything <laughs> below below perfect and and that's what Ozarks Go has been it has literally been 100% perfect for me since I had them installed over a year ago uh, if you're interested in trying out Ozarks Go if you don't want to think about your internet why it's out or you know, do I unplug it do I reset is the website down or what it is then go to ozarksgo.net slash hog that's h-a-w-g and you can find out more if it's available in your coverage area again think north of the tunnel think eastern Oklahoma if you have Ozarks Electric then you definitely can get Ozarks Go. You can also reach them with a phone call at 479-684-4900, but I really recommend just going to the website, going to check availability, and seeing if it's available in your area. There's also a menu on mobile, a drop-down three-bar menu, um, where you can find out that information on that way of looking at it. So um, wouldn't be telling you about Ozarks Go if I didn't believe in it, wouldn't expect um, – you know, wouldn't promote them without uh, feeling very confident in them and having tested it out myself on my own, you know. So go check out ozarksgo.net slash H-A-W-G.
We're going to questions now. I think we might go to questions. We're going to run through them pretty quick. Make sure we got some good ones. Um, before we do that, though, I want to remind you one more time, leave a uh, review on Apple Podcasts if you haven't done so already. Our last review, oh, I don't have his name here, but he says, um, what is it? Trey and the crew tell it like it is with just enough Homer sprinkled in. We don't try not to be Homers. With just enough Homer sprinkled in to enjoy the season like you enjoyed an old cold beer. He also says, I'll remind you to make the YouTube app to use make use of the YouTube app on your TV. After a long day of football and shenanigans, I like to lay down and unwind with an SEC final, followed by the best piece of content out there, the walk and talk. Nothing like Trey Biddy coming at you <laughs> from Reynolds Razorback Stadium and Chris 65-inch OLED glory. See, you wouldn't say that about a man with a face for radio. You just wouldn't. Appreciate that review. Leave a review, and I'll read it on the air if I like it. All right, let's get to the questions. Where are my questions? No turnovers forced in back-to-back games. We've got to win the turnover battle. I think you'd say they're due, right? I mean... I think you'd say they're due. Dustin Hoofman says, I like the way the players handle themselves. The co- that comes from great coaching. They expect to win, deserve to win. I think Arkansas, again, I've said it. I said it in the preseason. I say it now. I think they got a really, really good team. I just do. It's a tough league. You can't make mistakes like that. You can't make mistakes like that in the SEC and expect to win. Now, the secondary may look a lot better than they did, even though people are complaining about the defense that gave up 16 points. The secondary maybe look a lot better, but they're about to go against some genuine studs, like some guys that are you know probably going to be playing. I know Bryce Young is, and I think Will Rogers probably will be too. I think the BYU quarterback's pretty good as well. Tommy TJ Jablonski says it's time to become that thorn in the side of Alabama. Wouldn't that be nice? Donnie A. Butt says Dominic runs with power, Sanders runs with speed, and that's why I love the one-two punch. I'm a, everybody knows I'm a big fan of Dominic Johnson. I think that he is, if he's not the best back on the team, he's right there with Sanders, maybe for different reasons. Sanders has that home run ability, uh, as we saw in the Missouri State game. But, uh, man, Dominic, he just falls forward. It just allows you to do so much on offense with a guy that can, can continually fall forward. Dominic gets north and south so fast. He's just a tough tackle. Dominic had what? Two carries for 15, 16 yards. He obviously was not ready for many carries, but sure was not. I mean, he had four carries. Or he had five. He had five carries. Will Bonham says, hey, Trey, we are cursed when it comes to playing Texas A&M. With the exception of last year, it almost seems like nothing ever goes our way. I agree. And that, you know, not cursed, but that's the game where KJ hurt his knee. You know, he wasn't quite the same the rest of the season from a running standpoint. Um, but that's the game where he hurt his knee, even though Arkansas won 20 to 10. Michael E. Ashcraft says, get rid of the white helmets. I'm going to agree with you, Michael. I'm not a big fan of the white helmets, okay? It doesn't mean that, you know, my opinion matters as much as the kids' opinion and recruits and stuff. I just – my personal opinion is I like the the standard road, red helmet, white on white, white shoes. Terry Trotter says – Terry Trotter Gaines says, no matter how – you look at it, the Arkansas versus A&M game is an away game. We need to go home. Yeah, it was a it was a very even – actually, this year I might have given Arkansas a few more fans than, uh, than in the past. But, uh, 
yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a road game for Arkansas. It still is very much has that feel, and I guarantee you, I guarantee you that Arkansas hasn't lost ten out of the last last eleven games in this series if half the games are in Fayetteville. You know that. Everybody knows that. It's a it's a terrible series. It was fine when they were two non conference teams. Whatever you want to do that for a few years and let's move on. But it's a it's a it's a disadvantage for Arkansas, and you're really going to feel it next year because the schedule from just just from the way the schedule's laid out. I'm not saying the team or anything, although it's tough, just like it always is. But it just sucks for like a season ticket holder. It, it there's just a, there's like seven weeks where there's one Razorback game at home. The first four SEC games are out of Fayetteville. I talked about that last week, so I'm not going to rehash it, but. I don't like – I don't – I'm just going to say this, and you got to love Jerry Jones and everything that he's done for Arkansas, but I don't like that stadium. I just don't like the layout of it. It feels too big. It feels too spread out, too wide. I don't know. It just doesn't feel like you're about to watch a football game. I don't like how they have the glass done where the light shines through at the beginning of the game or in early games. Like, I think that's a – I don't know why you would have it set up like that where – Lights just blasting through the wind. Like nobody, you want to be staring into the sun when you're at a venue that's inside. I don't know. I don't, I just don't like the layout. I hate the press box area. I mean, it's it's great. It's huge. They've got all kinds of treats, and they treat you well. The people there are great. All that. It's just there. You're looking at ants. What is this? A football game for ants. That, but that's literally what it feels like. It, everybody is so small from the press box. That's why I'm just not – I'm not going to go anymore. I, I just feel – I want to be in the game. I don't feel like I can fully cover the game I want like I want to unless I'm feeling it, you know. And I just feel so disconnected from it, so far away. Arkansas beating Bama is going to be that win you didn't think would happen, Trey. Thank you, Jason, Justin Williams. That would be that would be wild, wouldn't it? Trey B, tell Browse no more trick plays. You can't. I mean, you got to do stuff like that on occasion. It's just like maybe just different trick plays. I don't know. It just seems like they never work, right? I mean, every trick play. I mean, if you want to call an end around a trick play, I don't know if I would call that a trick play. Um, a reverse, yeah, that's a little trickier, you know. That's a little trickier. Um, a pass to Malik Hornsby, that's not a trick play, I don't think. It just the ball, the ball got batted. Um, the other one might have worked or at least not have gone for a huge loss if if Knox didn't, you know, just kind of whiff on that block. It just I don't know what Knox was – I don't know. You know. I'm not out there on the field, so maybe, maybe it was supposed to develop a different way or something. I'm sure it probably was, but – um, he missed that block. They have two defenders coming at him. Arkansas has got two blockers. It's set up perfectly. Dude just goes right past him and blows it up. You got to pass the ball. You can't just run the ball. You got to take some gambles. You got to run some trick plays. It's the same thing as blitzing. I mean, you're just going to say no more blitzing because they ran a 62-yard play? No, it's just a, it's a gamble. Sometimes it pays off, and it's beautiful when it does. I guarantee you, on those fake field goals that Arkansas ran last year, the two that worked including one against Alabama. Um, if those don't work, people say then they're, Scott Fountain's a moron. You know that. You know that's true. It's just a gamble, man. 
Donnie Butt says, I agree if you play in another team's state, no matter where you are in that state, it's their home game. Tucker Lloyd says, hey, Trey, you have a great face and voice for Facebook Live. Appreciate that. I just wanted to say that we talk about mistakes happening, missed blocks happen, blown coverages happen. Yep, where Arkansas needs to clean up is a sloppiness, bad snap, fumble, failed, trick play. Yeah, that's 100% right on every category, especially this grill right here. <laughs> Matt Holden says the Georgia transfers play. Breeny. Yeah, I mean, I didn't notice. Uh, I, and I actually thought Simeon Blair played a lot better. There was one play that stood out that was just like really bad where he like overran a play and just got shaken. But overall, they played a lot better on defense. Uh, I actually thought that uh, Jaden Johnson played a lot better than he did last week too. Randy Porter says, think the Hogs might dig through their – Archives of Bill Burnett showing how to dive across the goal line. No more diving, no more extending. Nobody in college football period should be doing that unless it's do or die, unless you have to have it. Marco Giles says, no more conservative play calling when we take the lead either. Stay aggressive the whole game. I, I mean, by running the Malik stuff, they were being aggressive, I thought, Marco. These hogs should be stomping mud holes in folks. Nobody minded doing it to us when we were down. They should have beaten them worse. But I, I thought it was a group, great point by Andrew with, like, you know, Stromberg makes a mistake. KJ makes a mistake. Cam Little misses a field goal. Those are guys that usually don't do that kind of stuff. Chris McCarty says, Trey, Dominic getting more touches this week. I think he should. I hope he does. I, I again say I think it should be pretty well split between him and Rockets. That's how I would do it personally. I'm not the coach, but – that do look great versus A&M logging off. I like to watch this later in my evenings, finish off my day. Appreciate that, Chris. Thanks for coming back to us later. Marco says, really tough. Trey, this loss may be exactly what this team needs. Push them over the top of whooping Bama this week. Let's see. Chris Bennett says, are we finally done with Hornsby packages, even though he is a fast guy? I don't know if I would just totally abandon it, to be honest, and that may not be what people want to hear. I still like him just in a normal wide receiver role, running go patterns, running hitches, maybe just those two patterns. The only reason that little hitch that he ran didn't work and may have picked up a first down is because the ball got batted at the goal line. That's the only reason it didn't work. It wasn't Hornsby's fault. The fumble was his fault. Um, the end of round was just – you know, they just kind of read that well, I guess. But I still like Hornsby uh, to be involved in the offense, and maybe it's maybe it's just getting him the ball, maybe just lining him up in the backfield. Maybe it's um, just letting him take direct snaps like a quarterback, like, you know, I guess kind of like a wild – I don't think of the wildcat as just the quarterback taking a direct snap, and a lot of people say that. To me, the wildcat is the handoff or the fake handoff, or running it yourself or throwing it. That's, to me, the wildcat. Hey, Trey, are we cursed when it comes to playing Texas A&M? It feels like it, with the exception of last year. It seems like almost nothing goes our way. Grayson Reeser says, we've looked good at times and flat at other times. Sure, it can put it together for four quarters this weekend. I mean, really, the third quarter was just like coming out. The, Arkansas has struggled really bad in the third quarter. They've got to get that figured out, something Pittman talked about today. Eric Musselman needs to go over and teach them how to finish and stop drinking the rat poison. Ray Staper, we – Will we go home and home after contract is up with Jerry World? Yes. So, I think Arkansas is home the next year. I think that's it. I think maybe that's it. I mean, Texas A&M has to do a, another one. So, it, at least two more years, I guess. 
I think that's it, though. I believe Arkansas can hang with Bama. It's at home. And here's here's the deal with hanging with Alabama is you can't make those same mistakes because Alabama will make you pay. That's how Alabama gets everybody. They really make you pay for your mistakes. Like, if you make any mistake, they're going to, like, score a touchdown on it. It's just how they do it. That's why they've been so successful. Matt Holden says, I watched the game from the Sky Cam, and to me it looked like D. Johnson was stopping before contact. There was a time where I was thinking he would have been rocket running the ball there. He would have busted for a long I didn't get that at all, Matt. Uh, to me, I mean, he's falling forward. I don't think you fall forward if you stop before contact. That's I, I can go back and look at it or something, but that's not what I was seeing. All right. A lot of questions. Do I think Arkansas beat Alabama? I think that they can beat Alabama. I don't – I'm not going to sit here and say they will beat Alabama. I think anybody who predicts Arkansas beating Alabama is maybe kind of foolish. That doesn't mean it can't happen. It just means you, sh- you probably should not predict them to just beat a team like Alabama that they haven't beaten since 2006. You want to see Dalton Wagner choke and slam some Alabama folks? The Undertaker? I, I've got him, uh, the spawn of Undertaker is my name for him. So I feel like this team has underperformed in every game? Yeah, I feel like they should have beaten South Carolina worse. Uh, I know they should have beaten Missouri State worse. Um, Cincinnati, I think, has got a good team. So I don't know that I would say they just underperformed in that one. But maybe a little bit. Yeah, I would. I think that's a good point, Tucker Lloyd. I think that's a good point. They they haven't really – they definitely haven't put it all together. So, Jared Eubank says, need to get some of these highly recruited freshmen at DB, play, play some. Uh, I really hate freshman D-backs. I just they, – they cost you so much. So, I'm not a big fan of playing as a freshman at defensive back, especially not for a long – period of time so I I'd probably disagree with that especially right now maybe later in the season you can start seeing that a little bit also I don't know who's highly highly recruited out of those freshman D-backs I mean there's some good recruits I wouldn't say like anybody's like it was super highly recruited I don't think what's the one game we win but shouldn't hmm I don't know at Starkville is going to be tough. I've actually got them picked to lose that game. That could be it. No, did I pick them to lose Starkville? I can't remember if I did or didn't. I think I did. But that Starkville, at Starkville is going to be a tough game. So that could be the one. Could be Alabama, though. You never know. Winter Texas and Oklahoma coming over, I think, 2025. How much will that change the schedules? I mean, they're, they're probably going to go to uh, three permanent opponents, expand it to nine games. They're definitely going to put Arkansas in the swamp <laughs> just because four of the last five meetings starting next year, I guess, would make four out of the last five meetings have been in Florida. Isn't that ridiculous? Dominion needs more touches. A lot of people need more touches. Dominic needs more touches. Dominion needs more touches. A.J. Green, he ran well. He needs more touches. Is K.J. scared to throw the ball to our – throw the ball or can our receivers not get open? I don't think that's the problem. I do think he 
got in his head a little bit after that fumble because he underthrew some balls, overthrew some balls. He's better than that. Justin Williams says Michigan ended the Ohio State streak last year at home, so it's possible we – that's a whole different animal. But it's a good point. Hopefully it happens. We'll see. All right, everybody, we'll be back with you guys on Thursday for uh, the primer, and we've got a lot of uh, content to go through through the week. So if you want to go to hogsports.com, H-A-W-G sports.com, just $1 right for your, uh, for your first month. And uh, go check out Ozarks Go when this is over. If you haven't checked out Ozarks Go, see if it's available in your area. It's trade bitty stamp of approval with Ozarks Go Internet. Uh, again, never had an outage. My personal experience, I've never had an outage. I've never had it slow down. I've never had issues. We're running Ozarks Go right now. This is streaming live. So um, I use a lot of internet, but even if you don't use a lot of internet, you still use some in this day and age. So if you're uh, tired of your 21st century problems with your internet going out, go to Ozarks Go and don't worry about it anymore. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining me. Thanks to Danny West for hopping on and getting us filled in on recruiting. Andrew Ellis did a great job with his segment as well. And thanks to all of you for listening to the show, watching the show our subscribers, those who take in our free content. We certainly appreciate all of you wouldn't be able to do um, do it without you, even the ones of you that are a little irrational at times. We certainly appreciate all of it. All right, everybody, thanks for joining me. This has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. 